going on, family members? Welcome back to another episode of the Football and Show Podcast. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for the continued support. So it's pretty much official. Sports is, for the most part, back. Um, as of right now, it is June 23rd at 1.13 in the afternoon. Uh, basketball is coming back on the 30th. On June 30th or July 30th. I can't remember which one, but they're doing the bubble in Orlando, which we spoke on. Um, baseball... The MLB Players Association has until 5 p.m., I think, Eastern Time today in order to approve a proposal from the league office to play a 60-game season with the prorated their prorated salaries. Uh, so, And it's expected that the players are actually going to approve it and be on board and, and play some ball. The, the league that has benefited the most out of all of this is definitely the NFL because it, you know, it's... It, was news during the playoffs and and kind of around the Super Bowl, but it didn't really blow up and start causing you know lockdowns and and closures of everything until well after the Super Bowl until into March. So they really dodged a bullet and they've had this whole off season to kind of see what other leagues are doing. Now it has affected the off season in some capacity. Obviously, the draft was completely different. It was strictly virtual, which I thought was a cool aspect, but. You know, still them being in Vegas would have been dope. And obviously, you know, Vegas is getting it next year along with the, the Pro Bowl. So good for them. NFL did the right thing by them. But the one thing I do want to talk about with football seeming to be, you know, it, it's pretty much is going to happen. Despite what Dr. Fauci says and saying that, you know, if everybody wears masks, well, blah, blah, blah. NFL is pretty much going to keep making their money. So. What I'm doing today is I'm giving you my predictions for the American Football Conference, the AFC. I'm going division by division. I'm going to tell you who finishes first through last. And when the season is done, when the regular season is done, we're going to go back and we're going to visit this episode right here. And we're going to see how well I did. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people I disagree with. Some people I agree with. There's some that are given division winners that's pretty much we know who's going to win that or we're fairly certain other divisions are up in the air i like i think the nfc east which we'll get into next week but the nfc east is one division that's up in the air i think the nfc west i think the biggest question mark right now the division that has the most wild cards the most potential outcomes is and we have not heard this in 20 years the afc east which we'll get into in a minute so without further ado Let's get into it. We're going to start with the AFC North. And obviously the teams you got, for those of you who don't know football and they're just strictly supporters of mine, friends, family who don't really watch football, you got the Ravens out in Baltimore. You got Cincinnati Bengals, which is my wife's team. You got the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I hate to say it because my wife is a fan of them, which means I am, I am a fan of them. I do root for them. I think the Bengals are finishing last. Too many question marks. That offensive line is trash. Still don't know if Zach Taylor is a good head coach. Joe Burrow, yes, I think he has the it factor. He he showed when he was in college. He acted like a professional. But I don't really know if he's going to be able to lift that team, him and A.J. Green alone, assuming A.J. Green actually plays this season. So I think Bengals are finishing last in the division. I don't have a record yet. In fact, if you guys want me to do, if you guys want, Let me know on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook. If you guys want me to go through every single team 
their games and give you my prediction records wise. I don't have a prediction for them right now, but if you want that, let me know. But right now I got the Bengals finishing last in the division. That won't last long. Third place, I have Cleveland. Only reason I have Cleveland finishing third is because don't know if Kevin Stefanski is a good head coach. Yes, he's a good OC. He made Kirk Cousins look pretty decent. Um, but we, we just don't know. I think Baker is doing all the right things. He looks like he's putting in work. Odell seems focused this year on really producing big numbers. And I think they, they have the roster to be a great team. They have the roster to win the division, to make a Super Bowl run. Looking just on paper, put that team on Madden, whatever their ratings are, simulate the season. They're, they're going to have a good record. They're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl. But this is real life and on paper doesn't matter. They had almost the same exact roster last year and did not do shit with it. You know, Baker took a step back. Odell didn't really produce. You know, and, uh, David Njoku got hurt. So they didn't really have, you know, a, a tight end. And also that head coach, Freddie Kitchens was a garbage head coach. He was not ready for that spot. He was not ready for that job. And I think even you, Jackson, joked about it one time. They asked him how, you know, what, what happened in Cleveland. He said, hey, Freddie Kitchens is a good running backs coach. And I don't even think Freddie Kitchens was a running backs coach. That's how that, that was that jab at him. So I have Cleveland Browns finishing third in the, in the AFC North. Now, second, I got Baltimore Ravens finishing second in the division. Just want to let y'all know that right now. I have I, I do have the Ravens finishing second only because another year for NFL defensive coordinators to learn the Ravens system and to learn how to contain Lamar Jackson. We've seen time and time again of highlight reels with with players first full seasons. Last year they only played, you know, partial season with him his rookie year. They got a full season in with him and now coaches have a full season worth of film to watch. In 2012, RG3 lit the league on fire. You know, he took it by storm, rookie of the year. And then the following year, given he had, you know, a, a, he was coming off that ACL tear, the second or third in his career. He had a couple in college, I think, same knee as well. But he just wasn't the same. And even after he had a full year of recovery from that knee surgery, he, he just was not the same. Defenses knew how to stop him and he couldn't really do much. So I think Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going to take a step back this year. And the reason I have Pittsburgh winning the division is they're getting Ben Roethlisberger back. I'm not trying to take anything away from Lamar Jackson and his ability to be a quarterback. But Ben Roethlisberger is a truer quarterback. Obviously, we all know this. Ben, Big Ben is not a runner. He's not elusive. But he can sit in the pocket and throw the ball. Now, again, not knocking Lamar Jackson because I know he hates that when people say, joke that he's a quote-unquote running back. But when you as a quarterback are given odds to win the rushing title, then you know they're not really looking at you as a real quarterback. Yeah, you can throw the ball, but if they're saying that you have a better chance to break the rushing record or to lead the league in rushing than you do to lead the league in passing touchdowns or passing yards or anything like that, then to me, that's a problem. 
straight up. Also, you look at what Mike Tomlin was able to do with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph last year. You know, one of his players almost died last year on the field, but he was still able to go eight and eight and be on the on the the cusp of a playoff berth with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. Now he's getting Big Ben back. I think Juju is going to benefit from that. They still have James Conner in the background. You know, their defense is stacked as always. Pittsburgh defense is always good. I think they are in the best spot to win that division, especially because, again, I think the Ravens are going to take a step back. Moving on to the AFC West. I was about to do the AFC South, but the AFC West is too easy right now. I'm not even going to start the bottom to top, you know, because obviously Chiefs are winning that division handily. They might go 15 and 1, 14 and 2. I don't see anybody in that division stopping them. Second place, though. And this is a tough one for me because being from Fresno, I'm a fan of Derek Carr and I want to see him succeed and I, I hope he does and I think he will. But what I saw from Drew Locke in the Broncos last year, when what he was able to do with Sutton and adding Jerry Judy to that. And now there's talks that they might go after Des Bryant to kind of help the young guys come up. Still got Philip Lindsay. I like Philip Lindsay a lot. The defense is, it's not what it was in 2016 when they carried Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl, but, you know, defense is still good. They still got Von Miller on one side. They still got Bradley Chubb on the other. Their front seven is still solid. So I, I just give a slight, slight edge to Denver over Oakland for that two spot. Number three, obviously, Oakland Raiders. I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders. Still trying to get used to that. With the Vegas Raiders... I think Derek Carr is going to improve this year. They don't have they didn't have the the preseason shenanigans of Antonio Brown having to deal with that. He can focus strictly on you know, he can focus strictly on football and getting that team together. They got Henry Ruggs, drafted Henry Ruggs in the draft, which I think is a was a great It wasn't the pick I would have made at their spot. I would have taken CD Lamb. And I'm really mad that they didn't because then he went to Dallas and not a fan of that. But Henry Ruggs is still a hell of a receiver. I think he's going to be able to open up the field a little bit, you know, and give Derek Carr a little bit more, you know, obviously going to be another option to throw to. And the fourth is the Chargers because we don't know what what in the hell is going on with them. You know, they have Tyrod Taylor on the roster. They drafted, they drafted Justin Herbert. There's talks of them, you know, potentially signing Cam Newton once doctors can get their hands on him. There's rumors that even Kaepernick is going to go in for a workout. So who knows what's going on with them? They have decent receivers. Their offensive line is still kind of shaky. Their defense isn't that great outside of maybe Darwin James. I, I, I don't see them really doing much this year. I hope I hope I'm wrong because I like the Chargers. Um, yeah, that's what I see going on with the AFC West. I, I there's not going to be much surprise in that division. I think the the only surprise that we could see is maybe the Raiders and Broncos flop. If the Raiders finish two, Broncos finish three. You don't know. I don't see the Chiefs getting knocked off. 
thrown in that division. They're not gonna they're not gonna fall to any of those teams more than once. I I think they're gonna beat the Chargers twice. They'll beat the Raiders twice, and I think they'll split with the Broncos. Each home team is gonna win. But enough about the AFC West. That one's too easy. Let's go to the AFC South. A little bit more wide open, I would say. Especially because you got another year of Gardner Mitchell in Jacksonville. Tennessee has, appears to have their guy in Ryan Tannehill. And obviously, they still got Derrick Henry in the backfield. The Colts added Phillip Rivers. So now they got a, a solid, solid quarterback. A little up there in age. But still, he, he's... He's proven. Still got T.Y. on the outside. And they added Michael Pittman Jr., who I'm a huge fan of. Obviously, one for being a USC fan, but just I loved his game from the start. You know, him, when him and Juju were, were I think, he was a freshman, Juju's junior year. But I was, I was fortunate enough to go to USC game up here in Seattle against Washington. And he broke off. And he, he ran a go route, burned the DB for, I think it was like a good 60-yard touchdown. It was dope. We ended up losing the game, but that play really sticks out of my mind because that really showed the speed that he had, his footwork to be able to break off from the receiver and just, he, he got that space. And then Houston, you still got to worry about Houston, even though they don't have Dwayne, uh, Deion Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins anymore because... <sighs> Their coach is a fucking idiot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm more, I come to understand that trade more than other people have and other people do, but still at the same time, it's still DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best receiver in the game, not to me, but to a lot of people. And they, they can make the argument when they bring up arguments on why he is. I say, yeah, it makes sense. I still think Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the game, but you can make the argument for Hopkins. So, fourth place, Houston Texans. I think Houston Texans are going to take a step back uh, without having a bona fide number one receiver. Willie Snead is not a number one. Uh, Kyle Fuller cannot stay healthy. And they really don't have anybody outside of that. I hope David Johnson produces. I hope he's a David Johnson of 2015 that we saw and can really help, it, help him out. But I don't see him being 2015 David Johnson. I think it's going to hurt them a lot. So I think the Texans are going to finish last. Bold take right now. I'm just going to let you guys know right now. Deshaun Watson will not finish the season as a Houston Texan. I'm telling you guys that right now. On June 23rd at 1.30 in the afternoon. Deshaun Watson will not finish the 2020-2021 NFL season as a Houston Texans quarterback. I think he will demand a trade. Because clearly... Because clearly Bill O'Brien has no interest in making that team better around him. You know, it would have been different if he would have gotten David Johnson and a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. But Johnson and a third, I think it was, for DeAndre Hopkins? Come on, man. No. So, Texans are finishing last. Third place, Jacksonville Jaguars. Strictly because it's still the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not completely sold on Minshew Mania, especially with all of the other times we see rookie quarterbacks come in and, and you know take the league by storm, especially halfway through the season or partially partial way through the season. 
There's no film on them. You don't really know how they play. You know, yeah, DCs can go and watch their their college film, but it's not the same. I think got a year full a year worth of tape on Gardner Minshew. Defense is going to come at him differently. They're going to figure it out and they're going to confuse the hell out of him. He's not going to be the same guy from his rookie season and it's going to hurt him. So third place, Jacksonville Jaguars. Second place though, Tennessee Titans. And here's why. I am not completely sold on Ryan Tannehill being the franchise guy. I'm just not. What he did in Miami, he showed glimpses in Miami, which, okay, sure. Got hurt. Yeah. And then he came in midway through the season. Got benched by, you know, they they benched Marcus Mariota, who's now in Vegas. But they benched him to put in Ryan Tannehill. Yes, he had the best. I believe he had the best QBR since he started, since the week that he became the starter. And he was doing good, but he didn't lead that team in the playoffs at all. I think in the AFC Championship game, he threw maybe a dozen times. The playoffs, in fact, the whole second half of the season, including the playoffs, was all Derrick Henry. That's who it was. Derrick Henry took that team on his back and made that run to the playoffs and made that run into the AFC Championship game and gave them a lead on Kansas City. So for that reason, I have Tennessee finishing second in the division. And of course, number one, I have the Indianapolis Colts because I like Frank Wright as a coach. He did very, very well with Jacoby Brissett. And say what you want about Jacoby Brissett. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. Um, But he just, obviously, he just was not the answer in Indianapolis. Um... You, you plug in Philip Rivers there, give Jacoby Brissett a little bit more time to really, really learn. Obviously, he was in New England with with Brady, but Garoppolo was a backup. Garoppolo was the one learning from Brady. He didn't really have a chance to get those reps. So you put him directly behind Philip Rivers. He's going to learn. He's going to improve. He's going to get better for the long term. You still have T.Y. Hilton on the outside, like I said earlier, and you add Michael Pittman Jr., I think is a great receiver. Could go down as the best receiver in this class. I know it's a long shot, but it's but it's there. It can happen. That defense is still nasty. You still have the the same run game you had from uh, I think Marlon Mack is his name. That offensive line is still solid that they put out there for Andrew Luck. I mean, the pieces in Indianapolis are there to make a run, to make a strong run. To make a case for the best team in the AFC outside of, of New England. Or I'm sorry. Outside of Kansas City. 20 years of saying it. Not used to anything different. So I have I do have the Colts finishing first in, in the AFC South. I think they're winning the division. I think they might be a three seed. Um, because I think whoever wins the AFC East will be the four seed, unfortunately. Um, but let's get to the AFC East. I have the Jets finishing last because Adam Gase is not a good head coach, and I can stop there. He was shitty in Miami with Ryan Tannehill. He's shitty in New York with Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell, and they let Robbie Anderson go. 
So I'm, I'm not sure what Adam Gase is doing or what he's trying to do or what his plan is, but it ain't it, Chief. Whatever he is doing, I think he's purposely trying to fail. I think he'd rather be a coordinator and he's just trying to fail miserably because he doesn't want to be a head coach because I don't understand how someone can have that type of talent and still suck so bad. But, but that that's all I'm going to say on the Jets. Finishing third is going to be the New England Patriots. For the first time in 20 years, they are not a preseason favorite. I, I don't think they are. Um, Jason Stidham, he, he's going to be serviceable, but still first year, first year going to be starting. Yes, Bill Belichick is a mastermind, you know, game planner, but I don't think it's going to be enough with somebody like Jason Stidham. Maybe next year they'll be in the hunt to win the division and they'll start another 20 years. I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be this year. I think the competition in the AFC East is, is way too fierce right now, minus the Jets, because you have the Dolphins and obviously you have the Bills who who won the wild, who made the wild card round. And we're actually pretty close to beating Houston. So I don't know. I don't think this is the Patriots here. I think they will finish third. By a, a rather wide margin over the Jets. I think the Jets will go something like 4-12. and 12, And the Patriots will probably finish 8-8. Eight and eight, a, a strong 9-7 and seven maybe. But they're definitely not winning the division. Uh, second place, I have the Miami Dolphins. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will do well the first six weeks of the season. Um, but then they will throw Tua in when they feel that he is ready. And he's going to go on a run. And I think he will lead them to second place in, in the division. He has Devontae Parker to work with. And the more I, I look at Tua, the more I watch his games again, the more sold I am on him. The more I look at him, the more I realize how bad that hip injury hurt him. Not just physically, obviously, I think he dislocated or broke his hip. One of the two, obviously that's painful. We get that. But if he had not gotten hurt that game, probably would have gone first overall, regardless of what Joe Burrow done or regardless of what Joe Burrow did. I think Tua still would have gone first overall. That injury really hurt him and Joe Burrow would have fell to fifth. And we'd probably still be having the same conversation of the Dolphins finishing second because of Joe Burrow and the Bengals still finishing last because the pieces on, on that team just aren't there. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick will probably go three and three in in, the, in those six games, and then throw two in, and and they're gonna make a run, and I think they will make the playoffs. Now that there's three wild card teams, I think they'll make the playoffs. They'll they will be one of the wild card teams, because obviously the team winning the division is gonna be the Buffalo Bills. I think they were just. I like Josh Allen. I think he's much better than people give him credit for. If he can focus, if he can really improve his accuracy, he has a rocket arm. He has a, I think his arm is probably second to just to Patrick Mahomes. As far as just pure power in that throwing arm, they can just launch the ball. So they have a really good run game. They have, de- they have really good receivers. They just added Stephon Diggs. That defense is still good. The whole culture in Buffalo is really, really nice. I like their culture. I like what they're doing. I like where they're headed. And if Josh Allen can just stay committed and keep grinding and keep working on improving, 
I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to win the division. Um, but yeah, I I have high hopes for Buffalo. And I'm a huge Josh Allen fan, so I hope he, I hope he does well. But that's all I got for you guys today. As always, thank you for listening. Before I go, though, do me a favor. Hit me up on Facebook, Football and Chill Podcast. On Instagram, Football and Chill Podcast. On Twitter, FNC Pond. Let me know if you guys want me to go through a game-by-game prediction for every single team we can go we'll go through records and then we'll see playoff seedings kind of turn into a series maybe we'll go one team per per episode and then we'll go into the division you know the playoffs and all the way to the super bowl so let me go let me know if that's something that you guys would want to do also do me a solid head over to youtube.com slash football and chill podcast i do have a youtube channel i'm gonna start doing that if you guys follow me on facebook twitter or Instagram, uh, you'll see that my wife has actually been working hard on my office and getting it set up. Or, you know, we painted my walls. She's working on a sign. She got, we got a little shelf up for a few of my helmets. So slowly coming together, and I'm gonna start. I'm, I'm gonna start heading, uh, going into YouTube videos and start doing that. But definitely go check that out. Subscribe to that so we can get this off and running. Definitely go check out my guy Corey over at the out of bounds podcast so the other day we actually went live and we talked a few things we talked the Kyrie Irving situation and and what he thought on on the NBA returning we talked to Jamal Adams trade demands where he's going and then we went over a little of the dynasty football league that we are all in together it was me him uh Chris from off the ball podcast and my man Mo from up in flames so it was a good discussion all around. So definitely go check that out over on his uh, Facebook. Go check him out. Let me know what you guys think of my predictions. Who do you agree with? Who do you not agree with? Who's winning the division in your eyes? Who's your sleeper team? You, just let me know on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let's start the discussion. NFC is coming next week. So get ready for that. As always, thank you guys. Thank you for the continued support.